Dear Kobe. Probably one of the hundreds of millions of lives you've impacted. Um, one of the ones that you didn't know. And fuck, this shit sucks, man. I've talked to a bunch of friends, a bunch of coworkers. Everybody feels the same way. It feels like we lost somebody we know. I almost feel like we do know you, you know? We, we saw you grow up, shit man, like, we grew up together, like, I started watching basketball like about 10 years old, you had been in the league for a couple years, like I knew after, you know, as I got older, I knew when you got in, when you got drafted, I knew all that stuff, I learned all that stuff, and, you know, I watched a lot of your games, went to go see you in person a lot of times, some of my best basketball memories are because of you. And yesterday when I heard the news, it was fucking devastating. I literally had to go upstairs and go tell my brother what had happened. And he just told me, like, don't play. Because, like, it wasn't even... That's what I felt, you know? Like, hoping against hope that it was some, some bullshit, you know? Like, they got the wrong identity type thing. And I told him, like, it's already been confirmed at that point. I had waited to let him know when it had been confirmed. And it feels like like I knew you. Like, that's what everybody felt. That's what everybody feels. That's what we're going through. Seeing you grow up in the league. Seeing everything you've done for the sport. Transcendent. You got athletes from around the world fans from around the world the best of the best you know Djokovic morning Tiger Woods morning Neymar fucking scored a goal and a tribute you know that's in Europe and even in this pain it's like we're not alone because of you and at the very beginning I was like they should have canceled the games. Cancel all the games on Sunday. Nobody's going to be able to play. But then throughout the day, I saw people saying, like, no, you got to play. It's what Kobe would have wanted. And it made me laugh because that's true. That's what you would have wanted. Um, I just found out today they're canceling the Lakers game tomorrow against Clippers. And I feel that's right because I don't think they can play, you know. I don't know how they would play. They're more the Clippers. They're, you know the house that Kobe built. Um, I remember remember a lot of your highlights. I remember watching a lot of your games. I, like, I was talking to some friends, you know, and when I think of Lakers, I think of you, like, not the other way around. I don't think of Kobe and then think Lakers. Like, you were bigger than, I hate to say it, but you were bigger than the Lakers. You were 
that's not what you wanted, but that's what a lot of us felt. When every every everybody has a favorite memory of you, and today was kind of nice hearing everybody's favorite memory. Um, I'll get to mine in a second, but it was almost one of the most um, iconic ones was people telling me like where they were when they scored when you scored 81 points against the Raptors and I could tell you right now we were at Roy's house playing poker one Sunday night and we watched like all your games and we had it as we were playing and I don't know if it was the second or first quarter but during like one of those quarters early in the game like we just stopped playing poker and we all just watched the whole game like we forgot about the poker and just fucking, I don't know what the fuck we did with the money. Everybody got their money back, but because we knew something special was happening, you know? We knew something crazy at the moment. Like, I don't know, everybody has that same story. Like, you, you just knew something crazy was happening. Everybody had a story today about where they were. Like, everybody remembers where they were when you took those 81. And I'm sure everybody's gonna be like, that's right, it was a Sunday. Because, you know, I remember it like it was yesterday. And um, everybody's favorite memory of you, right? You'll never know, but um, I went to a game, right? Tickets were pretty expensive because it's Lake Show. And so I was um, obviously a fan of yours and the Lakers. But I really liked Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook like as players, as individuals. Like, fuck, these guys can ball. So I got some good seats to go see the the Thunder at you guys. And, you know, obviously rooting for you guys, but just to see some fucking, some stars type shit. And everybody's going to say, like, what was this game? I'm trying to remember this game. And my memory is that we got there early, right? And we're watching the warm-ups, the shoot-around. And... You know, we were there to see you. Like, even though everybody there, like I mentioned, the Durants, the rest, the Westbrooks, the Hardings, Gasol, Odom, Metal World Peace, we were there to see you. We were to see the Lakers. We were there, don't get me wrong, we were there to see the Lakers, but we were there to see you. You were the main act. And so I was, my eyes were on you the whole time. And the shoot around, right? It's fucking. <laughs> an hour before tip-off and we're just let, see watching you just shoot buckets three-pointers two-pointers and I had been watching it and I was just like that's nine in a row and a few people in my section were like you would grab the ball and you would make it right swish and I was like that's ten and people started noticing like oh fuck and then another one and eleven and then more and more people started getting into it. Like our whole section was into it. And then you got up to 16 and everybody's like, 15. And then you make it. And we're like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Can't believe it. And then another one, 16. And at 16, I remember um, Meta. <laughs> oh, man, Meta. You, you shot the ball for 17. And Meta went up for like, a dunk or a layup or some shit dumb and he threw the ball in the air and it hit your ball and he just gave him that look 
at that killer mamba look, that black mamba look like, boy, <laughs> have you lost your mind? <laughs> and we were all like, fuck, that was awesome. 16 in a row, fucking crazy. We got to witness it, you know. That's some fucking heating up, caught on fire type shit. But my whole point being that it didn't matter if it was fucking warm-ups, a fucking Olympic game, NBA finals. Like, you always, always went all out. And so, today, you know, when people would tell me that, like, you know, the, the question, where were you for the, the 81 game? What's your favorite memory? I would tell them that story about playing poker. And we stopped playing poker. And then about you shooting around before the game. And everybody's like, yeah, that is Kobe. That, that sounds like Kobe. They weren't there, obviously, but they're like, that sounds like something Kobe would do. And, you know, that's... That's what I think of, you know, the the killer instinct. I, I've seen you fucking win a finals MVP. I saw you win a league MVP, four All-Stars MVP, fucking 20 years in the league. I, I know your accolades, but you were more than that, you know? Just fucking your basketball. I remember uh, my brother taught me about the Players' Tribune, right? Because I forget who, but somebody wrote something like very... Heartfelt, and he showed me like this is where players go to to write, you know, how they feel or whatever their story from their point of view. Without, I didn't know at the time whether they're with an editor, with a writer, or whatever. But I just knew that this is where players go. So when I heard that you were gonna drop it, um, drop something on on the players' tribute, I I was I guess a little early, so I saw Gear Basketball on. Um, on the Players' Tribune. And I, I shared it on my Facebook, like, you know, right before your final season. And everybody was like, where the fuck did you get this? Where did you get this? And are you sure it's from Kobe? And then later on, right, it came out on the newspaper and it was on shared by all the major, um, you know, the ESPNs, the Sports Illustrated. So they're like, how did you know? How did you know? And I just felt, you know, being so fucking cool, because I had read your poem and shared it before most of the major publications, so you know, I was I was a groupie because it was you. I wouldn't have cared if it was somebody else, but just because it was you. You know, I remember the the Nike newspaper when uh, when it said something like, "You you showed us that a eighteen year old could come straight out of high school and." get into the league you showed us he could come in and dominate you showed us that it didn't matter if it's olympics uh, exhibition nba finals or scrimmage like you go all out like you showed us olympic gold means something you showed us and you know that was right after your achilles and i remember when we we went to a, a bar out in beverly hills and fuck i can't remember who we went to go see but i was with ernie Alex, Izzy, and we were out there, and they had your game, well, the Lakers game, in the, in the, like, in the bar area, like, not the show, and I remember that's the day where we tore your Achilles, and we, we were at a show, and we'd rather see you shoot free throws than be at the show, and that's what they put, like, you showed us, um, how important free throws are 
now shows again. And I talking to everybody, you know, the last few days. Well, not the last few days, yesterday and today. Bunch of group chats, everybody's sad, everybody's somber. It just, like, it hasn't kicked in yet. Like, reality hasn't kicked in. Like, even though I don't know you, never met you, I felt like you were larger than life. Like, this this can't be it. This can't be it. You had so much left to do. Like, I felt basketball was just the first part of everything you were going to do. You know, you won a fucking Academy Award for your basketball. I felt like everybody felt everybody feels like there was so much you left you know like you retired early you could have played for another two three years I hope you know that I think you knew that but I even told everybody he he, he wanted to quit on his own terms and to spend more time with your wife and your children you know you had two daughters at the time when this tragedy happened for but it was for you to spend more time with them and seeing everything you were doing on on and off the court you know on by coaching um, Gigi's uh, team and then off of it everything else with uh, sports energy drink and then just like I felt you were going to be a billionaire like it was in the cards like, it was your destiny to be impactful like a global ambassador for basketball you know I know he's three languages if I'm not mistaken and I felt like you were just going to do so much and it sucks you know it sucks for everyone especially your family especially everybody that lost somebody that day but we were robbed of you we we didn't get it all and I don't know yesterday I, I was I was going to have a drive home, and it ended up not happening, so I was kind of like, damn, I really wanted to talk about what I felt, because I know I'm not the only one, but I just felt like I had to get it out, and then I'm glad that I didn't, because I wouldn't have been able to to do this at least, you know? My eyes are watery, but I'm not crying. And yesterday, uh, once that drive would have been happening, you know, around 10, 11 p.m., I was um, watching Sports Center, which I don't do anymore. You know, I don't really. I watch a quick highlight or two on my phone of something that I wanted to see, and the whole hour was dedicated to you. And I sat down and watched all the videos everybody shared, and I just broke down. I. I held it in pretty well because I was with my daughter, you know. There's there's silver lining somewhere, but we won't know it yet. But I just had to, you know, be strong for her, at least yesterday. And just, just go on, you know. And so we went to Jump and Jam it. trying to get my mind off things you know I was playing with her going down the slides playing with those fucking balls whatever they're called with her throwing them at her and then I hear um, My Way by Frank Sinatra and I was like damn I don't believe in coincidences and 
I don't think you did either. Um, that's that's Kobe's song. That's Kobe's song. You know, he did things his way. And then we went to go grab dinner, like at a a barbecue place. And I heard it again, and I was just like, damn, you know, like can't get away from it. You know, you gotta you gotta face it sometime. So I was sad, right? Eating dinner, talking about her, enjoying her, taking up all the minutes with her, you know. And that's something I am kind of good at, you know. And you're a great example of that, you know. Living in the moment, not letting the moment be bigger than you. And so I, I would just continue to sleep. I always do. Everybody else listening knows how much I love her, but I would just tell her how much I love her, how much she means to me. And then we went to go get... Uh, uh, dessert. She there's this great cupcake bar by my place, and I grabbed the coffee. And I was gonna get it to go, but they had these little weird-looking chairs by the entrance. That I don't think they're supposed to sit there. We're not supposed to sit there because they have a area. <laughs> but she wanted to sit there, so we ended up getting it for there because it was uh, packed. And what do you know? Three minutes later. My way comes on again. I was just like, damn, like, I'm supposed to just live it in, you know. I'm gonna have to deal with this. So I get home, put her to sleep. It gets late. So I end up deciding what we, me and her mom decided that I would just bring her to school today, this morning, as opposed to bringing her last night and letting her, and her taking her to school this morning. So I'm watching ESPN, and you know I'm sad, right? Teary eyes, looking at all the tributes, all the players that loved you, all the fans around the world, all the athletes from different sports, you know, soccer, golf, tennis, you know, everybody. You had an impact on everybody. And I go on Facebook just because I'm fucking trying to distract myself. And what do I see? Like as soon as I log in, somebody shared a video. Uh, my way it's uh, by Frank Sinatra right by uh, like a collage of some of your best clips your last game man and I gotta tell you that's the one <laughs> that's the one that did it for me like seeing it like that that's one where I couldn't hold it no more and maybe cause she she was asleep and I didn't have to be strong anymore. But just like I am now, I just broke down and it's sincerely like it fucking hurt. I just watched it like maybe six, seven times. And just took it all in. And I don't know, man. I knew you had a big impact on my life. Like I was a huge fan. You cast my friends. Uh, you, I would always tell everybody, you're my goat. Like, MJ might have been better, different eras, right? We we don't compare eras. Like, that's... We don't do that. You, it, it doesn't... It, excuse me. It's not comparable, right? With different eras, the shot clock. Statistically, you know. When you were coming up in the league, first to 101, that was a golden saying. First to 100 wins, now they're scoring 140. They got 100 by the third quarter. Like, it's a different era. So, the stats won't be the same. 
But that's why I tell everybody, you're my GOAT. My GOAT, you know, like, you can make an argument for LeBron, you can make an argument for MJ, Will, Larry, Magic, I would say he was my GOAT. I saw him play, like, he transcended the game. He pushed the game forward. And, you know, seeing the video, that video in particular, at the end, you know, it's your 60-point game for your farewell. And even though it's not a goodbye, that felt like the goodbye because we never got a proper goodbye from you. We never got to see the Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> that was going to be epic. I was fucking looking forward to that so fucking bad. And just, you know, say 20 years can't believe it's come to an end. You guys will always have a special place in my heart. You know, I love you. Like, I really love you. Mamba out. Like, that almost feels like that has to be the goodbye. Just because we were robbed of the real one. And so, I, I shared it right after I saw it like five, six times. I even had a, I made a little, I clipped it into small clips so I could share it on Instagram because I just felt people had to see it. And everybody kept reaching out yesterday, last night, you know, it was pretty late when I posted it. And then today when I woke up, people just saying like, damn, dude, this one got me teary-eyed because I feel like, I don't know if everybody felt the same way, but personally, I just felt like that was the goodbye, like your last game because we'll never have that. I don't know why they said what they said, right? Like, that one got to me, or that one's fucking waterworks, or whatever they told me, because that's what I put, waterworks. <sighs> Today I woke up, and I almost felt like, fuck, is it, is it reality, you know? Is that the new reality? Because I couldn't sleep, and I don't want to get into it, because I don't want to speculate, but I got so far deep in the rabbit hole, I was looking at, like, what could have caused it, the helicopter faulty, all that. I don't want to get into it. But I had to go to bed till, like, 5 this morning just because I was so stuck, you know. I had I had fought, I guess, the pain all day. So when it finally fucking came out, it was, like, around 11 p.m. So by then, I mean, flurry of emotions I didn't know how to deal with. Everybody today was just, like, this is reality, you know? Everybody, I saw the videos of LA Live. I saw what they did at the Grammys for you, Alicia Keys. You know, that video with you and Gigi, you know, at the basketball games. I mean, there's no silver lining, I mean, at least not yet. I don't see anyone, you know, but everybody's saying, you know, at least, he, at least she was with him, because that shit fucking sucks, and I mean, I was telling my coworker, Kobe was so young at 41, but he lived 10 lives in those 41 years, you know, he did so much, he saw, he felt the highs, the lows, like he went through so much. And Gigi was 13, you know, 
the two other little girls, you know, they had their whole life ahead of them. That's what's devastating. The families left behind, brothers, sisters, mothers, daughters, fathers, nephews, nieces, you know. Any tragedy fucking sucks. Big George made a great post about that, you know, like, oh, so everybody dies. I, I didn't see any posts like that, you know. I don't have those kind of people in my life. But I'm sure I've seen them before when other people have passed away. Why are you guys making a big deal out about this person? So I figured he was responding to a post like that. And he said, like, the reason why millions of people are mourning is because he had an impact on millions of people. And I couldn't, couldn't have said it better than he did. Like, you impacted people in a small way, people in a big way. I was a fucking baseball player, man. I didn't even play basketball. You impacted me. That mentality, you know. A couple weeks ago when I went on that five-mile run and I posted it, my boy Ozzy, man, messaged me like, you're a fucking, you're fucking crazy or some shit like that. Fucking savage or some shit like that. And I, one of your sayings, you know, different animals, same beast, you know, that beast inside of us. I always said, mama mentality, you know. I would always say, what would Kobe do? I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast. I know I mentioned you a few times, you know. When when people say, you know, who would, you know, that whole fight club question. Who would you want to meet? Who would you want to have a drink with, you know. Past or present, living or dead. My answer was always Kobe. I don't know if you drink. I think you drink wine. But I, my answer was always you. Not even talk basketball. Just talk life. There was so much to learn from you. And your impact off the court, you know. I saw you. I, I, I saw you. The dad. The husband. You were somebody people wanted to be like, you know. The way I had this conversation maybe four or five months ago at work we were talking about how you could be doing anything in the world right now like you could be fucking following the Eagles like you know that's your team you could be fucking partying up in partying it up in Europe you know like with the soccer stars but you chose like you chose to be here with your daughters you know because that's what you wanted that's why you retired spend more time with your family to be a dad, to be a husband. You you chose to be her coach. Take her to those games. Like those were all choices you made. And it was something that a lot of us wanted to emulate, you know? I don't consider myself a good dad. I just know that I try. And I felt like that's what you were doing. You were trying, you were accomplishing. And I don't wanna make I mean I, I guess it is about me, right? About how the way I feel, the way you made me feel the way losing you made me feel but that's what fucking hurt the most you know the love of the game that Gigi had because of you you know and like I'm telling you in the group chats in the DMs that's all we've been talking about and I was telling one of my friends Gigi was 13 and you were 41. When I'm 41, 
Abby's gonna be 14. And I can't imagine that, you know? Fucking her leaving so early. Like, it wouldn't be fair. I was thinking, like, that's not, she wouldn't even have her quinceanera yet. And that's what everybody's saying. Like, it makes it a million times worse that she was on that helicopter ride. Because, I mean, nothing against your other daughters, nothing like that. But what you had talked about on that Jimmy Kimmel interview, you know, that people had told you to to have a boy, to have a boy, and then she would tell them that, oi, I'm right here. You know, I, I've talked about having a vasectomy, and people told me, like, oh, what about a little boy? Little boy, little boy, you know, to continue your name. And that's what I've told them, you know, like, hey, I got my daughter right here. She's going to do it. And for you to say that about your daughter, you know, I'm sure you love all your children equally. That's the kind of person you were. But I mean, she was going to continue the basketball legacy. I'm sure it's what you meant. It's what people mean, you know? But that's what fucking hurts. Mambasita. I wish I had something to say. So that, I mean, it's selfish of me. But to feel better, you know, to say... I don't, I don't know. It just sucks. You were larger than life. You were bigger than life. I almost hate you for dying this way. I hate to say that, but you were supposed to grow old like Bill Russell. Like Magic. Be a staple at Staples Center. Be there when LeBron retires. Be there when they win the title. Watch your daughter grow up and be a star in college in the WNBA. Have the All-Star Game MVP named after you. Like all these things that were supposed to happen. Whatever you were going to do outside of basketball. Your business life. Your personal life. This, like you were too stubborn to die. And it sucks because it's a, it's a quick reminder to everybody, you know. That not to take things for granted like I try not to but even I do you know I I forget to tell people I love them sometimes not my close family and friends but you know somebody that you're kind of like that you care for you know don't be afraid to tell them you love them because you don't know when the last time you're going to see them again sometimes you leave and some people never make it back home and that's that's a tragedy in it in of itself So, maybe one day we'll see a silver lining from this. I just don't see one yet. I... I hope, you know... hope some people out there that don't tell the people they love them... That they start telling them, you know... How they feel. They're gonna miss them. Because once we're gone, we're gone forever... And all we have is the memories. And so I want to say thank you, Kobe, for all the memories. Thank you for everything. Um, 
I was just reading and reading last night, right? So, so I don't think it's from Coco, but from like the whole friend that they. But somebody said, "We're not truly dead until somebody says our our name for the last time." And not just with you, but anybody that's ever had an impact, and I'll continue to share their stories. That story of 81 points. That story of the fucking 16 straight shots, you know? So you're not dead yet, Kobe, because heroes get remembered. But legends never die. And your legacy lives forever. Thank you for everything. I will continue to be a huge fan. Sorry for crying like a bitch, but this is the first time I've ever cried for a celebrity. Somebody I didn't know, but you had that type of impact on my life. On the baseball field, and then now as an adult, you know, trying to be a better person, be a better dad. This whole challenges thing, when I'm running, I say mama mentality. I know some people would joke about it, but I mean it. Baba mentality. I love you and I'm going to miss you. Even though we never met. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you.